and this is Chito, and welcome to the Nurse Hohage Podcast, Season 2. Hello and welcome to the Nurse Hohage Podcast, where we explore unique stories and themes of nursing from all over the world. Each episode will dive deep into the key areas of nursing and discuss the latest trends and insights and perspectives. Whether you are a seasoned expert or just starting out, our goal is to provide you with valuable information, practical advice, and inspiring stories that will help you. We're excited to have you join us on this journey and we can't wait to learn from you as well. By the way, so we'd just like to thank our loyal subscribers and followers that we had crossed 37,000 podcast downloads across 57 countries around the globe in all podcast platforms. Maybe it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout. Also, we have grown the community of almost half a million followers and likes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Again, to all our nurse subscribers around the globe, thank you for being part of this community and for your unwavering commitment to the health and well-being of others. Let's continue to share our knowledge, experiences, and wisdom and elevate the nursing profession together. So let's get started and dive into today's episode. Today's episode is more inclined to mental health and I have I am very fortunate to have a guest uh, on mental health. He is one of my colleagues and friends. I will not take it long. This is Chris Acebo. Hi Chris. Hi. Hi. How- Thanks for having me. <laughs> How are you Chris? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. And you? I'm really fine. Actually, this is my first um, solo flight on an episode of the podcast. Uh, my co-host Champ is unfortunately not available today, and he'll be he'll be coming back soon um, on the next episode. So, how are you, Chris? Uh, how how is it going? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I guess same old, same old. Uh, <laughs> just doing a lot of coaching um, and also working with freelance clients. So. You know, I know this is a podcast on uh, the Nurse Hokage podcast, so a lot of our viewers and listeners are nurses. Uh, yes, so brief yes. background, yeah, we used to uh, be colleagues, and then I decided <laughs> to part, part ways with the profession uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. for personal reasons. Yeah, um, I know. But yeah, I've been on that path for, I think, nine, ten years already. So it's Yeah, oh my god, was that ten years ago already? Um, yeah, time flies. Because <laughs> they're quite quick. Um, Chris, can you introduce your Mental Arsenal podcast? Yeah. So I run my own show. It's called the Mental Arsenal podcast. So just a quick background uh, for our viewers uh, and listeners who don't know much about me. Um, I am a mindset and productivity coach, and I work with online freelancers and entrepreneurs and I primarily focus on the mental side of things. Um, I love talking about everything that pertains, you know, the mind mm-hmm. and the brain and, you know, how that affects uh, so many things in our life. Uh, there are so many things to talk about uh, when it comes to mental yeah. health, mindset, yeah, yeah, yeah. etc. So my podcast is all about that. You know, um, I am an, also a, a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. I uh, also oh, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do a lot of yeah. yoga, Chris? Or yeah, I do. Oh wow! Um, so there's plenty of healing modalities, really. Um, but even though I focus on the mental aspect of things, I think 
even in modern nursing and you know in health and wellness in the health and wellness industry in general now there's this approach of like a holistic approach there's a holism approach right so it's not just about mental health like of course that's important but it's also important to look at the other aspects of our lives mm-hmm. that includes our physical health that includes yeah. our emotional health and our spiritual health as well as other aspects like our relationships with other people and our career our business our finances as well as recreation and fun so mental health is just one aspect but you know i like to go deep with those topics all right so chris can you talk about nursing and um where your journey in nursing and you know because for the listeners me and chris were um we started as I, I knew Chris back in university. We we were we were classmates. <laughs> we were classmates. Oh my god! How, more than ten years already, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. My yeah. god, and yeah. So we we started uni around two thousand eight, and we graduated mm-hmm. around two and twenty twelve. And yeah, we we shared a lot of memories together, including um, hospital. Um, duties, um, classroom, <laughs> uh, yeah. mem- classroom memories, and then we mm-hmm. were, we st- a- after graduating, we applied for a a job in a hospital, and we started as trainees, isn't it, Chris? And the yeah. tr- the training graduate training both yeah that's what that's it. And how many months was the training, Chris? Was it? I could. I think it was six months. You're six months probationary, and then you become a regular. All right. So can can you talk about why did you become a nurse, and why did you studied nursing, and you know? Yeah. And it it's quite a mystery for me actually until this day, (laughs) on why you like (laughs) left us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sure, sure. I could, I could, I could Um, still because I could still remember. Um. I was still working in the wards. We, were, we remember we we were both in the wards, uh-huh. and then after like yeah. two weeks or three weeks, I heard the news that mm. Chris Chris already resigned. Oh, I, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So can you can, can can you talk about it, Chris? If it's all right with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to motivation, like nursing was not actually my first choice. Um, I mm. think for a lot of Filipinos, I think I speak on the majority's behalf that, you know, back in the day, uh, nursing was like a, a path to working abroad. And that's not to say that that's a bad aim to have. And, you know, I think people choose the profession for practical reasons. And there's nothing wrong with that. So. I got into nursing um, and one of the reasons it has to be nursing was it was my uncle who financed my schooling and he would not allow me to take any other course <laughs> about nursing. <laughs> but because what was interesting though is that um, because as I, could, I, you know, yes? As I could remember, Chris was a very, um, how do you call that? Um, he is very scholastic, very knowledgeable guy. <laughs> And he is always on top of everything, as I could remember. That, oh, that's how. You. That's how. That, that, that's how I know Chris, and he is really. Com- it's not that competitive, but he, he always makes sure that um, he studies well, and he knows mm. um, 
everything that are discussed with regards to yeah. lectures, examinations, and everything. That's that that, that that's how I <laughs> knew you, yeah. Chris. Yeah, and, and that was the thing though. Like even if nursing was not my first choice, uh, when I got into like uni, I eventually actually fell in love with nursing. It was so weird. Um, I think I love the 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 healing aspect of it. I think something really resonated with me. I think a really funny story I can recall is like growing up as a kid, like whenever yeah. I would play computer games and whatever, mm-hmm. I always resonated with those characters who are healers. <laughs> the support roles. <laughs> and yeah, and <laughs> I think that kind of like bled into adulthood. Mm. And so, yeah, nursing really resonated with me. I loved learning all the concepts and mm. uh, it really is a, a nice mental exercise. It's a, to me, uh, you know, going, to the school we went to, Xavier. Um, yeah. The training was very tough. So it, it, in it, addition it was... to like the intellectual, like academic training, like re- really the emotional, you know, resilience that we learned through um, throughout those four years was really next level. Yeah, and you know the grid and just like it was a lot, it was tough going <laughs> through you know Savior, but you come out of the experience like a really developed person. Like you're like ready for you know the professional life. You're ready for adult life. I think you know that's the benefit of it. And I think we can also just like as a segue like use that or apply that into the challenges that we encounter in our lives like if something's really hard like and we go through it we don't look away we come out to the other side like better persons like we're mm. more mature we learn new lessons etc so anyways um about nursing um so yeah I, I i'm sure it was nice that you mentioned that i was very like academic um that, that was the reason i fell in love with the um with the course and mm. so learning studying it was not actually something I felt obligated to do. It was just fun. Like mm-hmm. I would spend like weekends studying. It was so funny because I would remember uh, one summer where we didn't mm-hmm. have any classes. Like it was a free summer and I was studying <laughs> because <laughs> I, I just love it. I just, I really yeah. enjoy it, you know? So oh I loved learning and, and applying it. You know, once you're in the field, uh, getting to apply that it's uh, really I was, nice I, you know what Chris I'm not I was not wrong to label you as academic <laughs> in the first place <laughs> yeah. yeah and so postgraduate uh, before we went postgraduate training I was looking oh no actually before we when we were waiting for the board exam results i think it was like Mm. we wait for a couple of months to get the results i was already looking for possible work like ways to earn money because i was the Mm. eldest of six all right um no sorry not was i am the eldest of six (laughs) so i was like looking for ways to earn money and that's how i discovered like freelancing working Mm. online Mm -hmm. and then eventually you know we had to do the postgraduate training so that cut short and yeah, we did that a postgraduate training. It was for six months. And to me, like I really I loved I loved the nursing profession actually. Like it mm. I, I miss it some days. Um but I feel like I because I'm so I would say like academic, I think when it comes to being in the field, like that translates as being an idealist. Like I like seeing things in textbook, like I like seeing the ideal you know, stuff being implemented. Mm. And I guess like for me, 
One of my frustrations was just like being overloaded with patients, and all right, um, okay. it really just sucked the the marrow out of life for me because like, mm -mm. what I really enjoyed the aspects I enjoy with the job it's like being with patients like i love being with patients i love learning about them i love yeah, building look. relationships with All them right. i love teaching them like really and um so when it got to a point where we were like handling i don't know 10 15 almost 20 patients um even though i mean that that, that sounds like a lot but you know, I worked at the executive ward and, you know, the cases are a bit mild, so it's not like that extreme. But still, I think the quality of patients that I had to cater to took away the quality of care that I wanted to deliver. Right. And, you know, slowly and slowly, kind of like the joy of the job was no longer mm -hmm. there. And, you know, so I guess when I got to the fifth month where I was approaching the sixth month, like about to be regularized, Mm -hmm. I had to make a decision, like, do I stay or leave? Um, you know, if I mm -hmm. stay, like, it'll be much harder to leave after that six month, um, mm -hmm. you know, when I, once I'm regularized. So I feel like I have an easy out during probation, <laughs> during <laughs> yeah, the probation. Right. So mm -hmm. I was like, I contemplate. It was not an impulsive decision. It, it was like, it was, it got bottled up. It accumulated over weeks until okay. i kind of like okay like this is not for me and <laughs> i just have to i i feel like i can still i can still contribute to health promotion health prevention in some other way mm -hmm. and i feel like i do that now you know as a coach like helping people around you know mindset and mental health so, etc so chris um you, you've said that you you got um you've got the decision yeah and mm -hmm. so you contemplated on it for like yeah. months so what was the turning point like were you um did you consult someone or did you talk to someone were you looking for a sign or something like that mm -hmm. or it was just an overnight like um I think it's, thinking um, it's a combination of things like yeah. i definitely consulted my parents yeah I definitely like asked for permission to like i don't want to mm. do this anymore yeah and, yeah, like, yeah some close friends and yeah, yeah. um also, like, I think the breaking point was really, I think, reaching some form of burnout, like just feeling mm. tired, like maybe not physically, but more like emotionally, <laughs> mentally and spiritually, really just feeling so drained in those areas and, mm -mm. you know, getting to a point of feeling like it's not worth it, you know? Mm. Okay. So did you have regrets on leaving Chris? would say no and, and you know in the in the you know it's been years already yeah have you thought yeah, about how, like, have you thought about what could have been um if you <laughs> that's sometimes i mean i yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we all do that and you know mm -mm 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 -mm. that was a major decision it was a life changing decision yeah you know it, it changed the trajectory of my life and um, to me, I feel like I have no regrets. And it's one of the pivotal moments in my life. I feel like um, it, that was a very important decision. And how my life have unfolded in the last decade, that was the, the turning, uh, not the turning point. That was really You know what, Chris, point. when you, what, yeah. sorry to, to butt in. When you say 10 years or decade, it is mind blowing. I don't, I haven't really, yeah. you know, <laughs> that it's, it's, it's yeah. already 10 years. <laughs> it, yeah. it feels like just yesterday like two years or yeah. something <laughs> <I> <laughs> my know. god we're so old. weird 
Yeah. Well, well, age is a uh, is a mental state. So <laughs> let's stay young at heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like I I think I have no regrets because like for me one of my personal values is like family, mm. and um, one of the I think the benefits of like making that decision was like getting to be with my family and not having to go abroad to work and not mm-hmm. that going abroad is, is bad or anything okay. i'm not labeling it's definitely works for majority of the people and mm-hmm. i think like when i reflect on it i think it's really just an issue of alignment like what aligns with me and to me that career path of you know working abroad mm-hmm. it didn't really like click um, mm-hmm. a part of me or like really just wanted to stay Mm-mm. be close to my parents be close to Mm-mm. my siblings yeah. um, build a life here somehow make yeah. it work and I can still travel but not to work just for leisure Mm-mm. and and yeah I think it turned out pretty okay like I'm very happy with how things turned out but you know, yeah definitely there are moments where you know I would think about like what could have happened I'm mm-hmm. not attached to you know I, I don't feel like regret is a uh, something i would it doesn't feel appropriate but i you know i i'm just curious about what could have happened yeah but as it is like as it stands like i mm-hmm. feel good about that decision <laughs> um oh thank you for that chris uh, that was like sure. now i know um be- because um something was hanging for the last 10 years i didn't know that w- what was your reason and everything thank you for that so what are we going to talk today chris yeah Mental health, right? How, how to improve our mental health as a nurse. Yeah. So mm. as a nurse, it's important to take care of um, our mental health because uh, if we have a stable mental health or healthy mental health, we can provide the best care to our patients. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And not just to our patients, like, you know, with us too. Like, I think, like, that's one of the most intimate things you can work on. Like, your mental health, like, that's not something you see. Like, it's not your body, right? It's in your head. And um, mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, sometimes a lot of people have a lot of silent battles mm-hmm. just inside their heads. And it wreaks havoc into their life and their practice and their relationships. So it's definitely important uh, topic to talk about. So first tip that we can give to the nurses is take breaks make sure that we take breaks because throughout our day or our work day to rest and to recharge and to refocus our mind is quite important we can use this time to maybe engage in some activities that you enjoy and that or take a moment to relax your mind to help you um, regain the focus that you need for the next day or weeks so yeah how important is um, taking breaks chris for you to improve your mental health i mean super important like when you think about work right or just Mm. performance the word performance like i use that terminology for like you know people use in sports psychology or sports Mm -hmm. coaching it's like you need and even like I, i think to make this more pragmatic um you know, going to the gym. You know, when you go to the gym, mm-hmm. you need rest days. I could relate to that one. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it is in those rest days where your muscles grow. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to take breaks. It's so easy to overlook, though. 
um, mm. the importance of taking a break. So there's this like ebb and flow. There's this, um, you know, rising and then falling. It's like work and then rest. I mean, mm. the the thing though is like if we don't prioritize, you know, taking a break and taking adequate rest, we will be forced by the body to take that rest in the form of illness or disease like we get mm -hmm. sick mm -hmm. and that's just the body signal of like stop stop working mm -hmm. like don't yeah do that's anything. it right and i think also something i want to mention around break it breaks is that a lot of people have weird notions about what taking a break means um so to me like a real break is really disengaging the mind i think a lot of people you know tend to treat uh, you know, being on social media, you know, staying on their phone, like infinite thumb scrolling on their mm -hmm. social media feeds, you know, watching Netflix all day, things like that. Those don't actually allow the brain to recharge. Mm -hmm. So what makes a good break? That can include like taking a longer sleep or taking naps. I love that. Taking a walk outside, mm -hmm. uh, socializing, you know, with your friends, uh, reading mm -hmm. a good book, meditating. Um, journaling things like that so be careful when you say like break like you know be careful what that means because it might not actually serve you if you're just like on your phone all day you, like I'm sure you've noticed this that when you're on your phone all day like you actually feel more tired you feel more drained and the longer you're on your gadgets and, and studies have proven this you actually get like increased chances of getting feelings of anxiety and depression so making sure mm. as much as we can that we're on our breaks that we're off our devices all right thank you for that chris and i think if you take breaks as well chris you eventually if, if you're quite rested you increase your productivity and Absolutely. increase or improve your creativity and mm -hmm. if if you're quite rested you can focus more so because sometimes when yes. you're working like long hours you tend to be working like robots it's like working for the for the sake of working not for the sake of you know right. and right. like we, and, uh, yeah go <laughs> sorry yeah no I, I was just gonna say like we can use the metaphor of our our phone batteries like our phone gets drained the more we use it just like our body like when we engage in work you know throughout the day that gets drained and we need to just like our phone charge our body and how we do that is through breaks and we need to take breaks mm. really seriously yeah correct so so for you chris how how do you um spend your time taking breaks how do you spend the break yeah. i love reading books like i could spend all day <laughs> reading books i know out. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Um, I think I, I think I you have. A, I've seen that you have a mini library in your um, yeah. in your room. <laughs> yeah. All right. I love books. And, so, um, what are you reading right now? Uh, right now, I I read plenty of books concurrently, but I'm reading a book on brain blocks. It's called Brain Blocks, mm. and some other book on creativity. It's called The Artist's Way. Uh, mm. It's about writing. Mm. Yeah, and I also like to go outdoors. I like to go mm. biking. I like to jog. And it, when you're very intentional about it, like social media can be a form of break. I, that's the fine print, though. You have to be mm -hmm. very intentional. Like it, it should not be a mindless scrolling. 
You know, I like watching Netflix. I like watching movies too. But it's like it's a conscious consumption. It's not like a mindless like, you know, all of a sudden it's the end of the day and I'm like, I finished the whole series. Like, it, we need to be intentional about what we do on the breaks. Mm, it's quite interesting though. Uh, I, I like going to the gym, Chris. That's that's my um my that's my break. It helps me. I love running. It helps me regain my focus. You know, mm-hmm. just running and meditating about yeah. life. And I do yoga as well. Nice. Yoga is really nice, isn't it? And I love it. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Hopefully, we can do yoga someday. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> after taking a break, next tip we can give to the nurses is to seek support. How important is seeking mm. support? Uh, connecting with friends and families or colleagues who can provide like emotional support and understanding can help us on our mental health. We may also mm. consider speaking with mental health professionals, isn't it, Chris? And yeah. it is important that um, seeking support, uh, if, if, if we seek support, we can manage and overcome challenges that may be affecting our well-being. Yeah, How? Absolutely. Why is it? Why is it important to seek support, Chris? For you? Yeah, I think. I mean, it's important, definitely, because there's a lot of things in our lives that cannot be accomplished alone. Like we know that you know, it takes a village to actualize our potential and to perform at our best. You know, mm. if we synonymize, you know, seek support with something else, it it just synonymizes with asking for help. You know, seeking support is just asking for help which is interesting though because a lot of people really struggle with asking for help mm-hmm. i think a lot of us in adulthood you know or maybe throughout our younger years we have been so trained to be mm-hmm. so to to individuate you know to be so too self-reliant like self-reliance is good um but we need to know when it's appropriate to ask for help. So it's yes. definitely so important. Do you remember? Um, you know, also, do you remember? Do you, do you remember our training with uh, ACLS, Chris, or BLS? When yeah, you you remember when we 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 saw someone and you know in in, in the streets or someone and you're alone. Mm-hmm. We need to ask for help, isn't it? We need to call someone to help us. Yeah, it's just like our mental health as well. If we um, we don't, we, we can't take it anymore or you, mm-hmm. you, you have questions lingering. You have, you have friends, family members, support groups that you can go to and ask for help. Maybe they have yeah. uh, unique um, solutions to your queries or your problems that can eventually yeah. help you with what you're going through right now. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think you, I think it's, you put it very nicely there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just really asking for help. And um, knowing also, I think here's the thing, like acknowledging that asking for help is not weakness. Like you're not weak. Yeah. For yeah it's yeah. not like, you know, so no one's out there like keeping tabs on like who's the most self-reliant and not needing help from anyone. Like at some point uh, in some area of our lives, we'll need help. We need to acknowledge that. Um, so, yeah. All right. Just like the song goes, even the best fall down sometimes. <laughs> Remember, right? <laughs> that, that's what word seems to right. That's what I'm back in the day. Yeah, that's what <laughs> nostalgia. Yeah. So after seeking support, um, another tip for the nurses is to practice self care. Make time to like 
make time for self self-care activities such as exercise meditation or hobbies that you know you enjoy these activities can help you reduce stress and improve your well-being how can you mm. um pr- practice self-care chris it's like more related to the sec um the first um tip that we've given like take a break practicing I mean, self similar yeah sure yeah pr- practicing self-care is you know um doing what you want do- doing what makes you relax and mm-hmm. you know um yeah. helps you improve your mood reduce your stress and promote your yeah. well-being so mm-hmm. how what yeah. can you say about practicing self-care chris yeah i think s- of course again self-care is so important because you know as service workers we are our own um you know vessel like so we have to take care of this body in order to operate at a high level in order to serve our patients and in order to help you know the people who are dependent to us in our lives if we're like providing for our family um, or anyone who is dependent on us like in order for us to keep doing that we need to stay in top shape and like you said earlier like doing things like regular exercise proper diet adequate sleep like that's what self-care is i do want to add and probably say this as a caution to people is that we need to be careful that when we're doing self-care or some people would call it self-love that Mm. it's not self-hatred masquerading as self-love now what do i mean by this you know this can mean like because i think people can have can do things that don't serve their own like health and betterment under the guise of like self-care like for example they'll eat junk food uh, or mm. food that are not healthy or like they'll be a couch potato and be lazy for a day because that's self-care um, so we need to be careful about that line of thinking right um, and how do you know if something is like self-hatred masquerading as self-care or what's genuine self-care you'll know because you know these self-hatred masquerading as self-care they have negative consequences and you know true mm. self-care has beneficial consequences so for example self-hatred you know eating whatever you want you know in the guise of self-care now this is not to say i'm not giving you permission to indulge in some of your favorite foods occasionally but like doing it often enough in the guise of self-care like eating you know pizza every day because self-care or you know like Mm. eating ice cream every night because self-care or like watching netflix like for eight hours because self-care like those have you know if you really think about it like if you keep eating unhealthy foods in the name of self-care like they will have negative consequences Mm. but if you eat like proper diet you know if you reg if you exercise regularly if you get adequate sleep if you read a good book if you uh, maintain healthy relationships like those have beneficial effects so that's how to distinguish one from the other which i feel is Mm. very important Mm. all right thank you for that chris now I know um, the difference between um, what the the real um, self care is. You no, know, yeah. must must be like, can... yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, maybe <laughs> we can add so so that it's a refinement from the first idea, right? Which is taking mm. a break. Mm. Um, maybe like to make this its own point stand out. We can talk about self care as mental care. So practice mental uh, care, mental or aggressive care. mental care, mm. right? 
right so how you do that like yeah maybe we can talk on in the later points but yeah it, it all mm. goes down to like self-talk you know how do we talk to ourselves how do what's our self-image what's our level of self-esteem what's mm. our self-regard you know how mm. do we look at ourselves those are really important mm. because i think the um the aim of um, you know practicing self-care is to not only improve stress reduce stress improve the mood but also enhance our self-esteem yeah and eventually prevent burnout and another tip will for the nurses will be set boundaries it's quite interesting chris mm-hmm. isn't it it's important yeah. to set clear boundaries between um our life our work life and personal life to avoid burnout this can include mm. setting limits on your work mm-hmm. hours saying no to additional work requests or mm-hmm. eventually avoiding taking work home with you what's your take about um, setting boundaries chris how important is it yeah sure uh, so i th- i think to summarize it you you said the keywords earlier saying no like mm. setting boundaries is really about saying no and getting good at saying no so that when you say no you can own your no and at mm. the same time you can also own your yeses so this is very important, and I think it's very relevant, especially um, culturally, as you know, Asians, especially you know, uh, in the Philippines, Filipinos, we are terrible with boundaries because we are a culture of like very uh, fearful of assertion. Like we're afraid of asserting ourselves. We're afraid of like because we're so like we're such people pleasers <laughs> we don't want to disappoint <laughs> people so instead of saying no we just we're yes people we just say yes to whatever um to avoid you know conflict to avoid you know any sort of aggression whatever um mm-hmm. you know at the cost of our own like mental health physical health emotional health etc so definitely like learn the art of saying no that's what mm-hmm. setting boundaries really is mm-hmm. Yeah, when you, uh, when you set boundaries as well, Chris, for me, you are sending a message to yourself that your time, energy, or emotional well-being are more valuable and you mm. deserve to be more protected. And, yeah. when yeah, you have, and, and, and sometimes when you, um, when you have clear boundaries around your time and energy, you're less likely to waste time on activities that you yeah. are not productive or fulfilling. Yeah. Mm, that's... Yeah. And, and even in the and even in the workplace like even mm. professionally speaking when you set boundaries and when you master the art of saying no contrary mm. to what we may believe people actually respect us more when we mm, say no yeah 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 we're because we're afraid to say no because we feel like oh we'll disappoint them and you know they won't respect us but the opposite is actually true when we mm. say no to things that are not our priorities and when we are honest with our reasons and when we own the no people actually respect us more yeah i could still remember um i read a book like years ago the art of saying no how um, that was very mm. very very nice book it, it's just centered on how to you know set boundaries and how to eventually look after yourself mm-hmm. so Another, um, how do you call that? Another, another tip for our nurses after setting boundaries is to practice mindfulness. Uh, f- for me, mindfulness is a technique that involves 
paying attention to the present moment and accepting it without judgment. You know, practicing mm. mindfulness can help you eventually reduce stress or improve your overall mental mental health. How do you practice um, mindfulness, Chris? Yeah, there's so many ways to do it. Mm-hmm. I think the key word when it comes to mindfulness is just awareness or consciousness. Like, are you aware? And you said it earlier, mm-hmm. like pr- mm-hmm. being uh, mindful of the present moment. So mm-hmm. and that's another key word too, like presence. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that can really help us minimize our anxieties and our depressions. Like, you know, when it comes to depression, it's usually past oriented it's usually us thinking about past regrets and stuff and when it comes to anxieties it's all it's usually oriented towards the future like we're fearful about something bad might happen etc but when we are present you know our mind is outside of those past rumination and future anxieties and we become fully present and in the present you can only feel gratitude and peace so mm. how do you practice mindfulness again there's so many ways to do this but one of the most effective ways is to just notice your breath you know notice mm. the, the flow of air through the nose you know notice the air filling your lungs notice your chest expanding notice all the physical mm. changes you know breathing is something that we do automatically uh, you know the limbic system takes care of that but we can bring our mind we can bring our awareness or consciousness towards that function. Like we can slow down the breath, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one way to practice mindfulness. It's like and, meditation you know, as well, isn't it, Chris? It's similar to meditation. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, there is such a thing as mindfulness meditation. And even just in your day to day, just being mm-hmm. fully present, you know, when you're eating your lunch, you know, really tasting the food. That's you know, the one. Really yeah. The texture, you know, you know the eating slowly. <laughs> eating slowly, in, yeah. Enjoying, in, yeah, enjoying your food. That's that's what um uh what what yeah. they what they always say. Enjoying yeah. what you're eating. You're, yeah, or when you're having a conversation with someone, mm. like being there, like really listening. You know, a lot of people just hear these days. They don't really listen. They're just hearing to prepare what they're gonna say next. They don't really mm. listen on a deep level. So just like being there, mm. you know, that's that's very powerful. Um. And um, anything else? Like I guess so. Many, yeah, I guess like, yeah. You know, that's go- that's a lot actually. But for, um, yeah. Um, just want to add, by practicing mindfulness, you know, Chris, you can develop you know sense of contentment, gratitude, and appreciation for the present moment, which can um, really help your mental health. Uh, just for example, mm-hmm. you know, um, sometimes I would really um at the end of the day, I go to the gym and um, do my thing and when i go home i would just sit and then you know just quite meditate for a good 10 minutes mm-hmm. and just absorbing um everything that had happened during the day and you know being appreciative on what you have learned throughout the day and being thankful for you know the learnings and the experiences and yeah. everything that has happened in your life yeah. really improved I, and you know not only your mental yeah. health but your whole well-being <laughs> yeah i love that and i think like to me what that brings up is like just really taking a pause 
mm, like yeah. slowing down. Just relax. You know, when you get home, like, yeah, just relaxing and mm. you know, not let the world collapse on you. Mm-hmm. And focus on the good things. Focus mm-hmm. on the present moment. Mm-hmm. And you know, things you're grateful for. Yeah, that's it. Definitely. Mm. Oh, it's good. So another tip that we could give to the nurses is how to improve your mental health is to stay organized. So keeping yourself organized by using tools um, such as to-do list or making yourself a calendar of activities to stay on top of your work responsibilities can eventually overwhelm uh, mm-hmm. or how do you so uh, how do you say it reduce feelings of overwhelm and stress mm-hmm. yeah how is um staying um organized important for you chris in maintaining your mental health yeah it's very important because like more often than not our environment like our external world affects our internal world right so this can mean like if your house is messy if it's mm. like you know Oh, it's not, if, if it's topsy-turvy, like that <laughs> will be your internal experience as well. So it's important to develop a system for keeping things organized mm. uh, in your home and your mm. work as well. Like, yeah, using those to-do lists, et cetera, mm. that can, that's very powerful as well. Mm. And I love that you mentioned overwhelm. Like mm. everyone's so overwhelmed these days. Yes, you know, I know, man. In- <laughs> there's so much information online. Yeah. You know, there's information overload. There's decision fatigue. There's so many options mm. to choose from. Uh, how do we get rid of that? And like you said earlier, like creating to-do lists and writing things down, that really helps. Mm-hmm. Because what that does is it unloads the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, it it goes through a process we call externalization where we externalize whatever thoughts you know we have in our heads like if Mm -hmm. we are thinking about like okay i have to do this later i have to do this tomorrow Mm -hmm. i have to do this next month i have to remember myself uh, i have to remind myself to go to this event this party etc if you hold all of those things in your head that that causes the overwhelm Mm -hmm. but if you put it on paper if you put it on your to-do list if you put it in your task manager if you put it on your calendar right or a sticky note whatever it offloads the brain and your brain is freed up to focus on other things so that's you know one way to really free up your mind mm-hmm. uh, for more creativity for better decision making mm-hmm. etc and less stress definitely mm-hmm. you know what i've learned about um in in the past years chris is to mm. avoid procrastination <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely because yeah. sometimes procrastination um, makes your uh, how do you call that um, activities more disorganized. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you can't focus on uh, like laser focus on what you're doing because in the back of your mind you had mm-hmm. to do this one, not this one. So I guess yeah, absolutely. I guess um, in in order to um, stay organized, you need to avoid procrastination thus if you avoid mm-hmm. those things you'll be more organized thus again it will enhance your productivity yeah absolutely. you can easily you, you can easily like prioritize tasks and focus on what's mm-hmm. important and makes exactly. you less anxious yeah mm. yeah like putting things on paper definitely lessens procrastination like science mm, yeah <laughs> You know, we're more likely to follow through on our goals when we write down our goals. So it definitely helps um, decrease the friction 
of you know taking action you know and it, it's nice that you mentioned procrastination right because i think we are all we're all procrastinators all humans mm. are procrastinators mm-hmm. um because our, that's just the wiring of the our brain our mm. brain is wired to conserve energy and anything that we do whether that's with work even exercise that mm. requires an expenditure of energy our body mm. will try to convince itself I'm sorry, not our body, our mind will try to convince us that we should not do it because <laughs> well, it prefers to save that energy. So mm. also important to acknowledge that more often than not, procrastination is caused by, it's an emotional issue. Mm. It's not an, an action or implementation or execution issue. It's an emotional issue. Sometimes something is, uh, sometimes it's mental too. Sometimes it's a mental emotional block that mm. stops us from taking action. So it's important to get to those root causes in order to minimize uh, procrastination in our lives. Like we, it's hard to eliminate procrastination like in its entirety, but we can do things, uh, we can optimize things so that we procrastinate less. And yeah, mm. definitely staying organized helps. I think uh, taking small steps as well to declutter your surroundings or prioritize mm. your tasks, stay on top of your yeah. deadlines you know can help yeah. you avoid procrastination <laughs> i love that and i really love that key phrase you said uh, mm. you said uh what was that one small thing at a time like that's yeah, so small, like, yeah that's i know how you, that's actually yeah. that's th- that's what i had uh, done previously um, because it was really hard to like it when you stop procrastination or avoid procrastination it's not it, it's not just like stop immediately because you mm-hmm. got you got used to the you got used to the um how do you call that um you you got used to doing it it's like a habit mm-hmm. already so it yeah. was hard and mm-hmm. what i did just small steps absolutely um it 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 will it will eventually get you to where you want to be just try small steps yeah that's for me yeah that's so right Mm -hmm. yeah you know habits especially new habits like if people are starting new habits they need to acknowledge that it's not about intensity i think a lot of people fail to form new habits like going to the gym regularly or Mm. like journaling, whatever, whatever healthy habits they want to develop, like they struggle with it because they go for intensity right away. The key Mm. to developing habits is repetition, right? Mm. So make it simple, like super, super simple for the first few repetitions until there's no more resistance to the task. And once the resistance is no longer there, then Mm. you can raise the intensity, then you can run longer distances, then you can lift heavier weights, then you can stay at the gym for, I don't know, an hour. Mm. So yeah, it's all about the repetition. Mm. And yeah, that's how you develop that new habit. I guess staying organized as well will eventually lead you to more self-discipline. Is it right, Chris? Yeah, Yeah, Mm. definitely. In in the long run. It is a discipline, yes. Mm. That That was a good one. So another tip for the nurses is to practice gratitude. So mm-hmm. cult- we need to cultivate a sense of gratitude by focusing on the f- positive aspects of our work and life. This can help us maintain a positive outlook and reduce feelings of stress and anxiety. So how mm-hmm. do you practice? How, how is practicing gratitude uh, make your mental health more healthy, Chris? 
Yeah. Or 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 uh, or I'll I'll gonna be um, rephrasing it to how can practicing mm-hmm. gratitude benefit our mental health? Yeah, absolutely. I think in the last few years, I think it's been so popularized already. You know, mm-hmm. gratitude. We read a lot of you know quotes about gratitude and sometimes just platitudes <laughs> about uh, gratitude. But yeah, it's all over the internet mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. It holds its own ground. Like research does back this up that gratitude is good for our mental health. Mm. You know, gratitude is so powerful because it allows us to tell our brain to focus on the things that we already have. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the things that we struggle with mentally, whether that's in the ear, things that cause anxiety or depression, are usually things that, you know, we don't already have. Mm-hmm. And gratitude snaps us out of that neurotic thinking so that it can focus on the things that we already have, mm-hmm. right? So when we think about, you know, just even our current state of health, you know, be grateful for that, you know, be grateful for um, our family, our relationships, our work, our income, our mm-hmm. house, the food, the water, the air. there's so many things to be grateful about. Mm-hmm. and. You know, I like to believe that gratitude is a cure-all. If you have any, like, mental disturbances, if you're struggling with anything, just shift your thinking to gratitude. Like, what am I thankful for? And that's how you practice it. It's really just asking that question. What am I grateful for? That can translate to just having that conversation with yourself, saying it out loud, or writing it on a journal like writing mm. three things you're grateful for at the start of the day or at the end of the day mm-hmm. sometimes it also reduces um, negative emotions isn't it chris yeah, because absolutely. when you focus like, on your, because when you focus on the positive aspects of life it would really reduce sometimes it reduces my anxiety yeah sometimes when i'm when i'm at work even even though it's just like a small thing what my mm-hmm. colleagues are doing like for example making the bed or like cleaning the table i would always thank them i would really mm. always appreciate them because sometimes I love you, that. because because sometimes those people are going through something do you know what i mean yeah. and yeah. when you attract positive energy you cannot. You're not only helping your mental health, but you are also influencing others to, you know, look at the positive outlook of life. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, you know, you know, bring bring small... the positive energy. Those small things can eventually yeah. can give a positive effect on of someone's life. Yeah, mm. I love that. You know, those small acts of kindness. Like yes, really, that's it. Um, mm. Looking at all the interactions that we have not just like the immediate um with the immediate relationships that we have Mm -hmm. but like with every human being that we interact Mm -hmm. with you know the guard who opens the door the lady at the Mm -hmm. cashier you know the ward man etc like Mm -hmm. seeing the richness and depth of every human's life and honoring the their unique story and their own struggles like you mentioned earlier and not making assumptions you know about other people and I think one of the best ways to really spread, you know, that good energy is to express gratitude. I think that's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That was that was nice, Chris. I like I I love that one. <laughs> Actually, in in my life, that's one of my mantra in life. You know, 
practicing gratitude that's what my co-hosts always tell me because before or when when we were still starting or i cannot um, afford this kind of thing i would always look back when the time that i was like broke or um, mm. i was still not on my state today mm. and you know be gra- be um, thankful of what i have it's 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 quite yeah. very helpful yeah absolutely right and we yeah we mm. can be grateful mm. on big things and small things mm. like even the simplest things just like the 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 quenching of your thirst by the water that you drink <laughs> you drink like the, yeah. immense, the 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 the, the, the you know the feeling of just waking up another that's, day like being alive that's it lord thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know mm. i love that and, and you know to to sum it all those tips that we gave um chris we always remember that taking care of our mental health is an ongoing process and mm. it is yeah. always always important to prioritize self-care and mm-hmm. seek support when you need it. Yeah. So absolutely. what's your so, so what's your take, Chris? Um, wh- what's your take on this episode of this? Yeah, podcast? I mean, I, I think it's um it's a very important conversation. I think a lot, you know, mental health is often overlooked when it comes to the overall well-being of people. Mm-hmm. Like I said at the start of the call, like you know, people can have these silent battles inside their heads, and you know, th- sometimes there's no open space to talk about it you mm. know so it's definitely great to have these conversations mm. also to destigmatize you know mental health like i mm. think a lot of people still feel very uncomfortable and queasy around feeling uh, around like sharing you know their um, emotional and mental mm. and psychological experiences so it's great to be able to talk about it i feel it's a very important um that we take care of our mental health and i really love that you shared that it's an ongoing process it's a never-ending process mm. just like our own personal growth just like our physical health like we need to maintain it it's not something like you said and it's done mm. and that's why i was agreeing with you earlier that it is a discipline and i really love that word you know discipline it shares the root word with disciple it is a mental mm. practice it is an attitudinal muscle just like you grow your muscles in the gym you can also you know, grow your attitudinal muscles, and that is how you take care of your mental health on an ongoing basis. Help help you more on self reliance mm. and being resilient. Yeah. Resilient. That's the word I'm I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, mm. it definitely helps with resilience, mm. which is like bouncing back when you fall down. <laughs> if you mm. make a mistake or whatever, <laughs> yeah, you have a yeah. career failure, you have a breakup, you mm. go bankrupt, you lose money or mm. someone, you lose a loved one in your family, like, yeah, bouncing back from that. Definitely having a healthy mind helps us bounce back. Mm. All right. That was a very nice episode, Chris. I really appreciate yeah. your, um, your, how do you call that? Your takes on <laughs> the tips and thank sure. you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for having me. Uh, um, so, Chris, uh, just one more question. Mm. If you saw a newly graduate Chris Acebu, like mm. person to person, mm-hmm. right now, yeah, what w- what will you tell him? 
I would tell him to first I'll tell him I'm so proud of him. Yep. He's awesome. <laughs> Always <laughs> awesome. <I'll> tell- <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you're awesome, man. Like when we're still in college, I know that you're awesome. Your in- your intelligence is awesome. Being academic is yeah. awesome. My god. Sure. I mean, yeah, it has served me. It has you, served us. I could still remember you always um Chris is, is a regular visitor to the library. I can be sure of that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would He's, read books I, outside our uh, curriculum. Uh, yeah, I know. I could always find you somewhere <laughs> sitting there like reading something or with a huge book or something like that. Yeah. Like sometimes it keeps a pressure in me. Oh my god! I think Chris will be like a how the clinical instructor. It will be a good <laughs> clinical instructor in the future or something like that. Yeah. But but thank you for um, doing that because sometimes it influences me to you know um, get the best out of me. I and love that. you I know, love that you share that. And you know, being a that's what you did was being a good example for me, because. No, it it really um, transcends through ev- everyone in in the class or in 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 the in the batch, and you know, <laughs> thank you. Made us more studious or made us read the book more and something like that. Thank you, thank you for that, yeah, Chris. Sure. Yeah, and I love how you shared it because I just wanted to connect it to the topic of mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when we take aggressive care of our mental health. We are also giving other people permission to do the same. I love that. So when mm-hmm. we work on our self-growth, our self-improvement, we are showing other people what's possible, right? So that's mm-hmm. you know why that's so important. And um, you know, one other thing I would say to myself is just to relax. That's it. Like relax. Like the twenties <laughs> is supposed to be messy. The, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to fail it's okay to make mistakes um be gentle on yourself like have some compassion and definitely you know work on any wounds that you've had in the past like any trauma or whatever resolve those forgive who you need to forgive and just love i think love as much as you can and as often as you can all right that's what i would say (laughs) (laughs) all right Thank you for that, Chris. Really appreciate it. Do you want? I think we're ending the podcast already. Um, do do you do you like to shout out anyone? Any? Um, do, you, do you want to greet sure, someone? I think, yeah. I think just my family and to all my colleagues, <laughs> um, you know, who I said goodbye to, and um, <laughs> to all my college, our college batchmates, who yeah. are all over the globe i'm so proud of everyone you know just building Mm. their lives starting their Mm. families building their careers Mm. it really just warms my heart to see people yeah yeah i know actualize Um, their dreams and just mm, 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 you mm, live mm. their a big life and Mm. live a grand life it's Mm. so nice to see um so if anyone wants to like learn more about what i do or connect with me i am all over on social media at chris Mm. asabu yes for sure if you go to my website chrisasabu.com i have a free guide on productivity it's um, mm-hmm. something to help people around productivity mm, wow uh, it might be relevant to you it's primarily for entrepreneurs but mm. it works for anyone and lastly i have a, a goal setting guide 
it helps you set goals around all your mm-hmm. life areas. So mm-hmm. mental health, uh, I'm sorry, health. So that's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual health, mm-hmm. relationships with your family, with your your romantic relationship, with your friends, with your colleagues, mm-hmm. your business, your finances, and fun and recreation. So that's called Goal Book. If you want to oh, wow. you can get it for, for free. It's mm-hmm. at chrisacebo.com slash goalbook. All and right. of course, uh, one last one last last thing is if you all want right. to listen to the <laughs> podcast, it's um, all over on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Actually, I'm a sub- I'm a loyal subscribe I'm, I'm a loyal subscriber, <laughs> Chris, for sure. Thank you. So that's at the Mental Arsenal Podcast, and I guess that's it. Thank you so so much. Uh, you know what? You know what, Chris? For having me. You know what, Chris? Just want to say this um, in the re- on the record, no. Um, I'm really happy of what you are or what in state you are right now. I mean, you didn't you didn't choose to be on the traditional trajectory of our profession. You made a radical mm. change. But seeing you being happy, um, being satisfied of what you have makes my heart warm. And <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm really happy for you, like genuinely. Thank you. And continue to inspire everyone. I know you. Um, Me too. And we'll see each other soon, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Please All right. reach out. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, like, really appreciate this one. And before I end this, just want to shout out my colleague, Rachel Emerson. Very lovely lady. And that uh, avid Chelsea fan as well. Let's go, Blues. Alam. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, Bye everyone.